Corinthians. And uh, join me in your, your scriptures as we hear today the, the gospel reading for us. Uh, admittedly, as we hear this parable from Jesus, this is a hard word to hear, isn't it? How do we make sense of this particular parable as Jesus lays out for us this rich man and this man named Lazarus and then this, uh, this seemingly uh, black and white kind of idea of eternity? Well, in fact, we have the, some basic concerns that are laid out for us and some truths about eternity that are laid out for us as Jesus teaching his disciples these truths and as the Pharisees continue to overhear. Jesus making his way to Jerusalem, passing through that area of Perea, teaching about the kingdom, speaking these truths to all who would listen, his disciples as, as people of faith, and the Pharisees who are skeptical, unbelievers at this point in time. First of all, Jesus concerns, uh, Jesus addresses the concerns of life, it, it seems, uh, in, in the beginning of this parable, where he says, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. You would, we could say he had it all. He had it all. And he was enjoying it to its hilt. And it doesn't seem that he was doing anything with it, all that his blessings that he was given, except enjoying it for himself. And at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. This, it seems, was, was Lazarus's lot. He was a beggar covered with sores. While at the gate of the rich man, it doesn't seem at all that the rich man was sharing anything with Lazarus, but he was longing to eat even the crumbs to sustain himself. I read this, I hear this myself, maybe you do too, and I wonder, isn't there something in between these great extremes that were given between this rich man and, and Lazarus? Isn't there someplace between here, Lord, where we can live? Well, parables are kind of like that for us. As parables are earthly stories with kingdom, eternal meanings, they come to us with stark, kind of black and white truths, and, and these truths are laid out for us for a purpose. At least here, we're addressing these concerns of life. But the second thing that we find in this parable might be is how these concerns of life relate to that which is defined as a difference between the here and now and life in eternity. It's, they, they seem to be related, don't they? Because Jesus includes what happens to the rich man and what happens to Lazarus in eternity as one in this parable. And so he goes on and says, The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Maybe there's an assumed truth here. As Jesus is speaking about the kingdom to his disciples, he's assuming, or he's speaking this truth, because they're believers. They know the Lord God Almighty in a relationship that is more than just made up of these days, and it carries into eternity to be in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. There's also an assumed truth here, it seems, with this rich man. As Jesus is speaking this parable, his disciples are hearing it as the truth of the kingdom, and the Pharisees are also overhearing this. Was Jesus speaking to them 
as ones who had rejected the kingdom of God. And because rejecting the kingdom of God, so now is in this place that we call hell. This place of the dead, Hades. A place of great torment, apparently great heat and fire. It seems that's what Jesus is laying out here for us, isn't he? This great contrast between what's going on in life as it relates to what's going on into eternity. This rich man and Lazarus. We find in this parable there are a couple of of consequences then that Jesus is relating to us. And the question of how this parable relates to my life, yours, ours together is, where are we in the hearing of this parable? Are are we a disciple? Of course we are, right? Yes, we're believers in Jesus, and we hear this truth spoken to us, but I find myself like this rich man at times, or the Pharisees, questioning these truths, doubting, and using only what I've been given in this time for my own self-satisfaction and glory. While I've got Lazarus right at my doorstep. Consequences that we we see laid out here is how is it that we embrace our lot? We find ourselves at times like Lazarus. True. Yeah. Struggling. Difficulty. Do we maintain the faith or have we given up? Do we give up in those times? Or the other question, the point that we are given here is what is it that we're pursuing? For the rich man, he was only pursuing one thing, it seems. And that was to gain more and enjoy it all as I could here in this life. Well, Jesus goes on and says, Abraham replied to the rich man as he cried out and said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Friends, Maybe a truth that Jesus is, is speaking to, well, let's start with the preacher, to me, and to you, to us as the people of God, is that the pursuit of the kingdom of the world, the flesh represented in the rich man, that really condemns us. To pursue the age of the world, the riches of the world, life in the world, really condemns us because it's of unbelief. But keeping the faith, that's really what matters. Noah and Alex, today, you confirmed what God has begun for you, and you said yourselves today, I don't want to have anything to do with the world and its pursuits. I want to be a man of God, a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to be about his kingdom and pursuing those blessings. And we affirm that with you today, absolutely. This is what the Lord God has brought us to as his people. And while black and white is what we see in this parable, and and Jesus defines for us that which is of unbelief and that which is of belief, we find ourselves living in the gray so often, pulled in both directions. It's the struggle of the both and that we find ourselves in right now. That struggle has been overcome, but we still live there. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm that's been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot nor can anyone cross over from there to us. Not only is there a a truth that's laid out of a consequence concerning life here, 
but also into eternity. There's a distinct separation in eternity concerning our pursuits. You want to pursue the world? Go ahead. We're given free will. Just know there's an eternal consequence with that, right? Pursue my kingdom as a child of mine through faith in Jesus Christ. Well, there's a great consequence to that too. And it's to be in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. You long for that. You long for that. I long for that. We long for that. And so we live together as the body of Christ, encouraging each other in that pursuit. The pursuit of the kingdom. To encourage each other when, when we find ourselves like Lazarus, beaten down in life. Not having much to have of anything right now and struggling. But there are Christians today who are struggling much more than even we are here. And they're maintaining that faith because Christians like you and me are praying for them as we pray for one another. To pursue those things of God and the path of faith and life of grace that he set us on of his kingdom. And the rich man responds, look, if someone from the dead goes to them, they'll repent. The rich man responds, if someone from the dead goes. Noah and Alex, that hinge that our faith revolves around, hinges upon, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This incredible mystery that's bound up in the very sacrificial death of the one and only Son of God our Father. Given for you, for us, and for all people to believe as he is the Savior. This Jesus died and buried, rose from the grave on the third day. This is the hinge of our faith. Because only faith grasps this truth and clings to it. That we would be given in Jesus, in his life, his victory over our enemies, a new life in the kingdom as well. Paul would put it this way to the church in Corinth. Or, yeah, Corinth. For what I received, <clears throat> I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Of first pursuit in life. is a relationship with that risen living one that we've been given by grace through faith. The power of the Spirit working within us. Well, Abraham replied when the rich man said, if someone from the dead will, uh, would go. Abraham said, <coughs> pardon me, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Let them listen to that which has been given to us in the inspiration and power of the Lord God himself. You've been convinced. You've been convinced, as have I as have we, that the truths from the scriptures declare the pursuit of our life, the marvels of the kingdom of God at work in us and now through us for the glory of the Lord. So the purpose of our days is not temporary or these temporary things, temporary life. It's not the pursuit of a rich man's kind of goal. No, the rich man learned this too late. And he was in torture. He had not been, been, he had rejected the kingdom of God and pursued the kingdom of the world. And now he's being separate from God. Never able to connect there. But what he 
he did learn, and something that we can take away from the rich man is he had, still has a longing for his family, for people to be connected to Jesus. Send somebody to my brothers, my family, so they won't come here where I am. Tell them about the good news that the scriptures declare about a saving God who pulls us and brings us into the kingdom that we might pursue that. Doesn't that speak for us, too? That our pursuits of the kingdom long for people to be connected to Jesus. And it is so simple to do, my friends. It's so easy for us to do. You have the, not even, I'm not even going to say correct. You have the words that need to be spoken at the time with this person. Because the Lord God has promised that in you. I'll give you that which you need to speak at that time with that person so they are connected to me. And I tell you, one of the easiest words to share is this word, BethanyLCW.org. <laughs> Direct them to our website. Let them connect there through this modern technology that we've been given so that they can connect like many are doing right now. Dale and Dora, it was a joy to, to uh, meet you this week and to simply say BethanyLCW.org to you so that you might join us today in being connected to Jesus. That's all you do. Invite, encourage, and speak those words that God gives you at the right time. The pursuit of the faith is what I'm confirmed in, and that confirmation is of the kingdom of God. Friends, this pursuit of life, like Lazarus, bound by faith in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, gives, this, gives these days purpose and meaning and leads us then to where the Lord God wants us, to be in eternity. So if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. There we go. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Did he raise him from the dead? Absolutely. Amen. Let the church say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will be saved. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing and the joy of leading us through these truths, through this incredible parable that you give to your disciples, us, that you speak even to the unbelievers so that they might be connected to you. Use us as your confirmed in the faith people. Like you're going to use Noah and Alex and already are using all of us, oh Lord, to the praise and glory of your salvation. To know Jesus, to live in Jesus, to pursue the kingdom of Jesus our Savior and to be with him one day in eternity. What a joy we have, Lord, and with what thanksgiving we give you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding keep you in your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, and in the pursuit of the kingdom. Yes. May that be your first love always and to life everlasting.